welcome back to another episode of Lost in Japan, your one-stop podcast for everything you need to know about Japan. Kind of. How's it going, peeps? Man, uh, it's been a while though, hey? It's more than a month, I guess. It has been. It's been a really, really messed up week. Well, not only a week, but it has been a fucked up month. Not gonna lie. Um, yeah, after December, yeah, I had a, I had my birthday, which was okay, but from since then it was all downhill, going fucking down, <laughs> hitting the rock button. Um, yeah, but I'm still alive, you know. Um, I almost lost my life. <laughs> I lost my friend. Lost my trust, even to myself. Lost a whole chunk of money, pretty much all my money. I lost mm, a lot of things. I lost time and effort and everything. I lost something once. I've lost something I couldn't live without. My identity. Well, at least I'm still alive. You know, yeah.、Um, I was betrayed, scammed, hurt, got demolished. Whatever you want to call it. But、um, yeah, you know,、um, I'm still alive. Being able to have another year. That means I have time to heal up and start from scratch. And I think it's better to、uh, focus on something positive, especially when I'm talking to you guys. I want to make it interesting.、Um, yeah, I don't want to drag and you know be pessimistic about what happened, everything. But、uh, something did happen. <laughs>、um, what do you guys do when you have somebody who you really want to like? Get revenge on, like, what? Like, do you guys actually do something about it, or like, do some meditation and think about the the outcome, or like, you know, <laughs> change your mind so that you don't hate that person? You know, you know how people say you're okay in my book. And in my book, that's no good. Well, I actually do have a book, and、uh, <laughs> it's actually a line from a movie. But I do have a blacklist, and anybody who、uh, like betrayed me or scammed me or like you know, any time that I felt like oh I gotta get back and. You know, do at least the same damage to that person, or possibly even more. You know, when lions fight, they kill their children too, because they're afraid of revenge. So, like when you do something, you you have to like do it completely. <laughs> But、um, yeah, I have several names under blacklist, and when the time comes. 
I will have to like carry out my fantasy revenge. <laughs> um, yeah. What do you guys do? Like, when you have somebody like really, really like you really want to get back to that person, like even exchange in exchange of your life or everything you got, because there there really is nobody who would help you doing that unless you have like a legit reason, convincing some sort of like situation or evidence. To get back to that person, so I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just a little bit curious <laughs> uh, if you have any fantasy or like you know answer to it. Let me know. Man, finally, it's not busy anymore. December, man, Leia. Last episode it was Shiwasu. I explained that you know. December, such a busy month. I've met so many people, so many new people. I went all over the place.、Um, how was your Christmas? Did you had any good Christmas holiday?、Um, this year, even in Japan, I didn't feel like it was Christmas, even though I went to my family's and. Uh, friends' Christmas party. It's just it doesn't it just doesn't feel like Christmas holiday because it's only one day, and we, I don't really do anything special except for like eating cakes and whatnot.、Uh, when you're a child, you get a present from Santa, Santa Claus. And、uh, I used to yeah look forward to Christmas.、Uh, now I'm gonna have to be the son, Santa Claus, and give something to my niece, nephew. Oh, my my like, nephew, I guess I didn't have niece. But、um, <laughs> right before Christmas, I went to、uh, watch a movie. It's、uh, it's like a half documentary movie. Called、uh, the burden of the past, and it's about、uh, people who committed crimes in Japan trying to get back to their normal life, and it, it is actually based on、uh, interviews and you know、uh, documentaries that they try to sh- shoot on actual criminal, ex-criminal, like how do you say it, like、uh, people who got out from the jail, and the. Situation here is in Japan. It's such a hard society, hard on to criminals, and whoever went to jail can't get back to normal life. So it's easy for them to commit another crime, and、uh, people who got caught tend to commit other crimes, even. After they got out from prison, and it's happening because、uh, the prison system in jail, in、uh, they don't teach criminal or、well, prisoners to be better. Almost, it's more of a punishment over training and education. But on the other hand, in、uh, 
Finland, Sweden, some you know European countries, their their rate of committing another crime after getting out of jail it's super low. There are some people obviously, but uh, in jail they try to train them prisoners to you know get back to the society and like adapt to whatever the local society that they're gonna be back and prisoners are allowed to go to work even before getting out of prison so that they can make sure you know this person can you know wake up uh, certain time they can go to work and come back to prison cell <laughs> and you know have a normal life and this person is ready to get back and I think the government it's paid by tax uh, is paying for their rent for half a year or something but in Japan uh, there's no support there's no fundamental uh, like system to help them get back to this uh, society so it's easy and I guess you know like it I've lived in Japanese society for a long time and it's almost like you know uh, no tattoos in onsen kind of thing like once you commit it like you're, you're no good like you're out of this community you're out of this society it's very much white or black like you're it or no kind, kind of and that was the thing uh, the director was talking about um, I actually went to his talk show and had some like questions and whatever, but Yeah, it was very interesting to see like how Easily, you know, like in Japan that you can get caught By anything. Well, it's not that's not true. If you live clean, you're okay, but <laughs> Like once you're criminal like your your life is over um, especially if you went to jail there's no coming back and he was talking about like uh, how close and easy for us to be in that position too especially if you're driving a car even if you are following the rules some you know like a little kid could just like jump off and you can just be the murderer and uh, all these things happen to people um, you know the sexual harassment on a train like even if you didn't do you could get charged for it if the girl was evil and yeah it was kind of hard to watch but there's this one girl in the movie uh, she was in jail for uh, smoking crystal meth and she knows that it's you know like prohibited it's an, an illegal substance but even after she got out of jail she tries to hide it and she does a good job but sometimes she gets the urge of like oh if I get a chance I want to do it again for sure and you know what's what's legal and illegal now in a current situation is far different from you know 
past and probably the future too. And to me, it seems kind of cruel that alcohol is fucking legal or, you know, like driving a car even. It's such a, a weird and like outstanding, I would say,、um, behaviors if you actually think about、uh, like fun human as a creature. What we are doing every day is kind of cruel, but you know,、uh, I think different places, different look,、uh, communities, different, different government should have different rules. But、uh, nowadays, we have internet and all. Like, we have access to a lot of information, even though it might be manipulated and whatnot. Because,、um, what, th- what I think is that the entertainment is globalized, economy is globalized, even happiness is globalized. It seems like, you know, different communities and different. Places should have different shapes of meaning of life and pursuit of happiness, I think. I personally think. But it seems like these great technologies and access to all those information enabled us to see like what's on the other side of the sphere, and we're kind of lost. In you know, pursuing what is to be and like what it used to be here, but like at the same time, like we're adapting to a new society, new era. And even though we don't have the fragments and elements of those environments on the other side, but we're kind of installing it. And I think abiding law is no exception.、Um, every, each country has different rules, but we don't know how it's gonna shake out in the future. For example,、um, sorry, I guess in the US there's no death penalty. They don't. Uh, execute people anymore, maybe only in Texas. Nah, I don't know much, but、uh, in Japan, it's still broadly admitted to kill somebody if some or kill prisoners if they're sentenced、uh, a death penalty. It's not lifetime prison, it's they will carry out the execution. Um, I guess in the US, they have like you know, 100, 200, 300 years in prison. So even if they die in the cell and reincarnate it, reincarnate and have another life, that life will be in prison too. But、um, yeah, in Japan, it's weird to see people、um, are for it too. I guess it's just traditional cultural thing. Even though nowadays, I don't know if you guys know, but how they execute
uh, prisoners. They have uh, stairs, climb up. I don't know if they actually have stairs anymore. Maybe, maybe not. But uh, anyways, they hang the prisoner and then the, the floor opens and you know they just you know get hanged but there another room right besides uh right besides to the uh, execution room and there are three levers and three people simultaneously like at the same time they pull the lever so they don't know who did it and they the executioner actually gets a day off that day or the day after or something like that but it used to be much more horrible i mean obviously it was some wild time um in samurai era well for the longest time honestly uh they used to do sarashikubi which is they cut off a prisoner's head and then place it and like show it to people by the side of a river or something you know like they write uh what uh, what crime did this person did <laughs> or yeah sometimes like you know bad shogun leader whatever like they cut off their head and then like let it rot on a table by a river <laughs> and especially in kyoto yeah the people like used to it's 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 almost like you know shame on this person execution of shame yeah in an extreme style um i suppose in the u.s in the wild west they 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 used to hang and it was just almost like it's not an entertainment but like you know people in a town just come out to see hanging but in japan they used to cut off their head and sarashikubi means exposing uh head well kubi is neck but could mean the whole head and uh committing a crime in japan pretty much means something like that even if you don't get executed you're socially done you can't come back to a normal life so that was one reason i wanted to have <laughs> another you know alternative to live a life outside of japan and i'm glad that i did make my life from scratch over there um yeah i'm, I'm super glad that i did what i wanted to do but yeah i'd rather stay in japan so i might i well, well i must follow the rules <laughs> but yeah it was an interesting experience um i understand why people try to be a pioneer to be the first generation to in any industry or you know any society or kingdom so that they 
they can be the rules, right? But um, yeah, as long as you signed up to be a citizen here, you kind of have to follow the rules. Because I was thinking uh, right after the earthquake, I don't know if you guys felt it, but January 1st, <laughs> from the first day of the year, when, when everybody was just chilling, it was like in the evening, it was the, it was the whole ground shook. And I felt it even in Osaka, uh, the whole house just like, you know, swinging left and right. I mean, it wasn't too, too big in Osaka, but I'm pretty sure it was quite a large one uh, in Ishikawa. Magnitude uh, 7.3, I think. It was quite an earthquake. And I was thinking, oh, there must be, you know, like people taking advantage of those you know refugees and you know people who lost everything and you know if, if you're like if you if you can sell water to them 10 times higher that's like you know you can possibly fucking do it but um, it will obviously it seems like there are certain people who steals or you know make troubles and be the criminal at that extreme situation but it it seems like most of the people follow the rules and try to help each other which should be how what well, which is how it should be but yeah, I was surprised how... Well, I didn't go to see them, but like, it seems like there is an order instead of chaos. And also, got me thinking how Japanese people think of their life and preparing for something that might happen. And what I felt in Western culture is almost like you never know if you're alive in the future, so YOLO. <laughs> uh, even though there's not much of natural disaster, such as earthquake, but pretty it's, it's a wild place, so people do know there's always a possibility that nature could kill you. and. You know, some pe- people are ready for it almost. Not only for apocalypse or anything, but they don't want to regret dying, not doing whatever they wanted to do. But in Japan, it's almost like, well, some people do behave like that too, but most of the people uh, even prepare for something that they can't imagine. They prepare for. Uh, well, not everything, but like something that that's an unimaginable, something that they don't see coming. Uh, especially for earthquakes, um, I, I'm sure a lot of people are prepared. Well, not perfectly, but they sh- 
should know how to evacuate, like what to do, how to act when earthquake happens. Because on that date, I was like, man, if it keeps shaking, I will probably be crushed by this house. House. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there's really nothing you can. I, it, well, my advice, I guess, is to get in your car. Um, unless the whole ground splits and tears apart and then like swallows your car, you can still be safer. And uh, I mean, if the road was collapsed and everything, like you won't be able to drive. But you don't really get anything falling down from sky above like a house might collapse on you but in the car it, at least you have shash you know uh roof to prevent back in the days uh, my parents used to tell me get in the toilet because toilet is is a tiny room that has corner most of the time and uh Corners use a thicker, uh, what is it, like beams and poles. Um, especially in like an apartment, total buildings, you would want to go to like a bathroom, which has, you know, like more walls. And even if something like falls onto your head, you can, you can still deal with it. <laughs> But um, it's always better to prepare uh, physically and mentally for what's coming. And I will teach you a great phrase for it. It's called Korobanu Saki no Tsue. Korobanu Saki no Tsue. Meaning uh, cane. If you have a cane, you won't get. Um, you won't fall like even if you fall if you have cane you can you know like save yourself kind of thing and English trans translation would be um, better safe than sorry prevention is better than cure I like uh, this one look before you leap always uh, anticipate and prepare for what's to come and there are always something uh, unexpected incidents and events that can happen in your life so always have plan B and my plan B is to live in Okinawa happily ever after <laughs> just kidding but um, yeah it's always good to have well my motto in my life is prepare for the worst and expect the best and that's like the best way to live even though if you do it to all the situations you get exhausted but I've been slacking so yeah I will stop preparing or whatever it can happen and uh, hopefully anything crazy won't happen to you guys 
and I hope you guys are having a great beginning of the year and hope to see you guys in the next episode all right bye everybody lost in japan